What's going on, Society members? Welcome to the Underground Society Podcast, a show that helps you achieve your goals in the EDM industry. I'm your host, Justin McGarry, and I invite you to join me as I discover the challenges the professional industry had overcome or start building their careers and finding success. First, I just want to say happy Halloween, guys. I hope you all had a fantastic time, stayed safe, and weren't too hungover to get back to work on Monday. Today on the show, we have a duo out of Indianapolis to go by the name of Yum Yum, who are part of the Souls Presents crew that we had on earlier this year. And man, do they have a story to tell you today. If you're a producer and entrepreneur of any kind, you know that it normally comes as an initial investment that you have to use in order to get the proper tools and supplies that you need to do the job. But what if once you purchase all the necessary gear, someone broke into your home and stole it all from you? This situation unfortunately happened to our guests, but in their case, they were fortunate to have built such a strong community around them that they were able to actually start a GoFundMe account and recover what they had lost. In most cases, these episodes are made to help you you know, know what to look out for and how to overcome certain challenges, but in this case, I hope this never happens to any of you. Regardless, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Now let's get started. This episode is sponsored by AirVDM. AirVDM is a premier electronic dance music brand, a print digital magazine, lifestyle-inspired subscription box, and full production event company. AirVDM has been forging the future of EDM for over five years now and produces only the finest content, events, and apparel for EDM fans worldwide. Curated for ravers by ravers. Visit AirVDM.com, that is E-R-A-O-F-E-D-M.com, to join the movement and see how you can get involved. Now enjoy the episode. All right, the Yum Yum Boys, welcome to the Underground Society podcast. First, I got to ask, what's the story behind, behind your guys' name and why did you guys decide to go with like Yum Yum? <laughs> I think it's very interesting. <laughs> um, so yeah, we thought about it at Electric Force in uh, 20, let's see, I think it was 20, yeah, 2018. Um, we were there together and it was actually Brian's first festival. And um, I was like, we had, we had actually just met and I was like, man, you got to go to a music festival, you know, like. Oh, you're we're mm-hmm. already making pretty dope music. You got to get out here and like um, get grab some inspo. Like I was always telling how much inspo I came back after a festival and like hearing other people's music. And uh, so I drove to his house. I said, Brian, get in the car. We're going to Electric Forest. And he came out with literally just a pair of uh, just a pair of shorts and, and like a bag <laughs> or something. And I was like, No, man. I was like, You have to go back in there right now, and you have to get like you know a bag full of stuff. You're gonna want a couple different pairs. Like you're you're gonna need a lot to survive for this weekend because yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to be prepared. So, um, pretty much we get there and we're like hanging out. We still didn't have a name yet. We were already making music for like what probably like oh it's a couple months. Yeah, like a couple months after meeting each other, we kept running into each other at shows, and um, we're with a group of people. We're just like you know what, yum yum. Like, I forget who said it. It was somebody in the group at Electric Forest. I don't know if it was me or somebody else. <laughs> everybody, I remember everybody talking about it for like the next hour. They're like, dude, that's super catchy. You guys have to go with that. And like, yeah. we were just kind of like, you know what? I mean, if this many people like it, maybe some more people will like it. And we kind of just stuck with it. We're like, you know, it might be not some people. I feel like that off the first impression of hearing it, maybe they just like don't. Even, it's like judging a book by its cover. Maybe they think it's cringe or something. It's kind of just like, oh, if we can make this cool by making cool tunes and people like this, then, um, yeah, I don't know. So pretty much it kind of just stuck there at Electric Forest. And ever since then, it was like people kind of, well, since it's two words and it's a duo too. So it's just like people call me young, people call <laughs> yeah. me young. Dude, anytime we go to a show and like, or any event and one of us isn't there, it's like, well, where's, where's the other young? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's the other yum? Yeah, it's kind of works out, you know, and we kind of just stuck with it. And um, yeah, we've been rolling with it ever since. Um, we've actually thought about name changes through and like uh, suggested it through Jared, our management. And mm-hmm. um, 
he had kind of just like, no, you guys cannot change. You guys already made it kind of a staple, and they've always seemed to like yeah, kind of be pretty um, demanding on not changing it so or switching up. It's kind of like if it's uh if it's not broke, don't fix it. Kind of like for real, yeah, definitely. It's working. You might as well just keep rolling too. And I mean, the branding's pretty easy with it, so yeah, it's yeah, just tasty treats everywhere. <laughs> right (laughs) were there any other names you guys are trying to decide on like during that time um i had like one name but it was wabsabi wabsabi yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's still food related (laughs) brian likes to chef it up and so do i with we when we hang out that's what we do before we do studio sessions we we cook a lot of food and so (laughs) that's awesome um, so yeah, and like yum yum sauce, I feel like nobody's said no to yum yum sauce before. I don't know. I've never been yeah. around here. A lot of people for like hibachi in Japanese, they put it on their rice and stuff around here. I don't know if it's a big Oh yeah, the yum yum. Yep. So I've had it. You mentioned that you guys went to Electric Forest. Um, it, how far is that from where you guys live? Where are you guys from? I know with the time change and stuff that we had, it was, you guys are on the East Coast, but whereabouts? Uh, Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah, so okay. We're, we're about five hours from Rothbury too. It's not too bad of a drive. It's a, it's always been my favorite festival. I went there in um, 2014, and um, yeah, it was my first festival. And I walked in there, I knew like seeing the stages and stuff, and just the community of all the people like together. And I was just like, I know yeah. I'm back to this probably for the rest of my life. Honestly, from this point on, yeah. and I, I instantly started making music when I got back from them too. So it was like it was oh, a nice. huge like staple in um, pretty much you know me getting started. Yeah. I think I'm going to try and make that happen next year. Have you guys been to Lost Lands? Yeah. I talk about this a lot on the show. Yeah, yeah Lost Lands. Did you guys go this past year? Mm-hmm. No, I, um, I took the RVs no. the first three years of Lost Lands. And uh, okay. Okay. In the, um, that was fun. Yeah, out in like the RVs and stuff. And uh, the first year we did it, we were uh, our RV was just like, it's all about the location initially. You never know like what it's going to be. It's going to be yeah. very back by nobody or people don't want to walk or it could be like up front and it could be really lit, but uh, ours was right outside the sound camp. They put the sound camp in, um, out, out oh, the camping that year. It was the only year they did it like that. And, um, yeah. So once everybody rushed out of the sound camps at 3am, our sound camp for our RV was right there. And, um, there's probably three or 400 people, you know, just chilling at our RV. It kind of got a little out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was always a good time. Honestly. Um, that's kind of, also, that's how awesome. I got into it, I was just like, I bought a bunch of speakers. I actually sold my car. I sold, I had an Audi and I sold my car and I went to Best Buy. Or no, I went to Guitar Center and I bought a, a, like $6,000 worth of speakers and DJ equipment. I was like, you know holy shit. <laughs> like, nah, I don't need a car. I didn't even know how music was produced or anything. I just went there and I was like, hey, I want some equipment. I'll, I'll try to rent these speakers out. You know, I was always trying to like try and find ways to make money. That's funny on the side or whatever that's smart though. with it you know I was, I was a young yeah hustling um so how long ago did you guys actually start your project then mm-hmm. how long have you guys been when was yum yum uh, forest that yeah. year 2019 yeah. i guess yeah it, it doesn't seem that long it seems like really only maybe a year and a half it seems like we just got started time has been flying even with the, the the podcast i've been running this you guys asked me before we started recording like how long has this been going on yeah two years i'm like how did that, like this whole year feels like it was just last year. Like I feel like it's only been like a year. It's like nope, it's been way longer than that. Time flies, man. Especially when you're like busy and you're trying to play shows and you got 
you know, contracts and all that stuff, like starting to roll and you have management now, like, yeah, it moves quick. It is. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Were you guys making music prior to uh, starting the duo? Individual, like, were you guys individually making music? Yeah, though? yeah, we were. We both had our uh, solo okay. projects, and um, I heard Brian's songs that he was making. He was actually in a you what working garage band for a yeah, while. Working garage band, serum through there. Damn. Um, he was uh, also taking a coding class, and uh, oh, yeah. instead of doing his homework, he was uh, like learning about sound design and like making music. That's true. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, I feel like I feel like you're you're not the only one that has gone through that process. <laughs> I made like three originals, and I also did like made a lot of rap beats for my friends because that's kind of like the music I feel like back okay. in the day that a lot of people were trying to do. Um, I don't know, so people would pay me to make beats, and um, they would rap on them, and it never went anywhere. They were nice. they were trash beats, and <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, so. Hey, you got, you got your foot in the door. I started learning. When did you guys download Ableton? Or are you guys in Ableton? Ableton for like the last, okay. since COVID. Yeah, so yeah. We, yeah, we've been in Ableton okay. for like a year or two. And uh, we started out nice. on the Logic. We, we yeah. made a lot of songs for GarageBand Band too. It was crazy. Can you even like, does GarageBand accept like samples and stuff? Or yeah. like, how does that? You can do samples. And... Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. Was... Yeah, okay. but um so for like the plugins and stuff, uh, yeah. Ryan had it routed somehow. I didn't even know you could do it. Like he came to my house. He's like, look, I have Serum on GarageBand. And I was like, how in the hell did you do that, dude? <laughs> uh, we did a one-on-one with Mr. Bill and he was telling us how um, like back in the day at festivals, he would be making music with Tipper. And um, yeah, they were, he, was, mm-hmm. he, was, he was on GarageBand on like a Windows 2000 computer and just making whatever he had work. He's like, if you know what you're doing, that's yeah, wild. You can just make it work. After Holy he told shit. me that, and he's like, kind of inspired me. Mr. Bill's so technically like advanced too. Like his music, it's almost he's almost like a producer's producer. Like it's almost like too technical for like the normal. Like, I heard that before. Like listener, yeah, yeah. yeah he's crazy <laughs> with it for sure. But uh, that, after hearing, kind of inspired uh, me to like, man, you don't need like all this equipment. You don't need to go buy like every, every new. BST yeah. or whatever you just um just kind of make with what you're working with like we've been working with just stock mostly stock ableton stuff here recently and just making like uh, working yeah. with the operator a lot so um yeah man it's uh nice it's a uh, it's been a long journey though it doesn't seem like three years but then again you think about it it's like damn we have been through a lot of stuff yeah, we've um, been that's some time yeah <laughs> shout out solace too we've been Traveling all over the country with them. It's been great. Yeah, traveling around with the Solace Boys is nice. Shout out Jackson. Shout out Christian. Shout out Isaac. Uju. Jared. Yeah, out of that whole team, I I personally only know Jared and Uju. They've, they've been on the show as well, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so a Jared. Really good one. Isaac's very well-spoken. I feel like we're not as well-spoken as like yes. Jared. That's why they're on our team. No, you're good, usually, dude. Yeah, they're usually- you're good. <laughs> and they, they usually handle a lot of our business side too because I feel like that's what they saw in us. They're like, wow, these guys are making pretty dank tunes and um they but they're just not they can't handle the other side of like doing everything at once. We just kinda wanna yeah. focus on the tunes and like let them handle a lot of the other stuff. It should we put like all trust that's in That's how them. it should be though. Yeah, yeah, we tr- we have all trust that's how in it should be. You should that's why you hire people like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah Jerry's been killing the game. So. Good people. Yeah, and Jared has connections with X and some big boys too. Like, man, hard at those festivals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes I'll see him. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, man, have you slept in the past like 48 hours, man? Like take a break for a little bit. 
That's funny. Going back to starting the, the project, how did you guys meet originally? How did you guys become friends? Uh, through my friend Sam. I was like in college. Okay. And Levi was like DJing at his apartment one night before a show. I was like, what the hell is he playing right now? Oh, yeah, I was playing a lot of like 140. <laughs> and like everybody else was playing like heavy dubstep at the time. So I feel like I was like, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know, one of the only ones doing it at the time in Indy. And I was really just trying to push the culture there and just be like, hey, this is like 140 dubstep. There's like also this type of music and just kind of like trying to open people's like mind on their music because I felt like it was so one like mm-hmm. one directional of like just rhythm and like just like the heavy dubstep stuff. So we just kind of wanted to be like unique in yeah. our own way and just kind of like it's, it's some I feel like we've always liked like the old deep dubstep um, like Mala and all those guys scream like the, the, the OGs. Yeah. That came into it. OG, yeah, OG. So that, um, yeah. We always like grew up listening to those those guys. So, um, For sure. but yeah, so he always heard that and he knew he, that's what the stuff that he was making too. <laughs> and um, Levi was talking to me about LFO Tool at that show that night. And I was like, all right. Yeah, we, we were <laughs> running into each other like a couple shows. Like we had a Blunts and Blondes show. And um, that was that same show. Was it that same Yeah, show? that first oh, night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the first time we met then was at a Blunts and Blondes show. We just kind of ran and had a conversation about producing and I, I didn't know very many people at all because like i'm from a very small town like south of indianapolis and um yeah. there wasn't i didn't know anybody that produced music like this or anything i was kind of like the only one in my town so i just had to really branch out from like uh, other suburbs around indianapolis and uh link up mm-hmm. with people and try to make music i didn't know anybody in my town that was making music like that either, oh, so it. It was cool. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, you run into somebody and say, yeah, yeah let's see what we can do. So it was, we kicked yeah. it off pretty, pretty, um, pretty quick, honestly. Um, like yeah. I said, we made that tune and then I moved into a new house pretty right after that and built a studio. And I, I called Brian. I was like, hey, man, like I was bugging him, I think. I was like, hey, man, you want to cook up like three times a week <laughs> at the time? And then Brian actually, um, Brian ended up moving in with me. Uh, yeah. that was that was the house that got robbed too and so. um yes um so we moved in we were making music probably like a little bit too much honestly yeah we were staying up w- way too late and going to work the next morning like so tired and i don't know it's all about balance really i feel like this stuff's really hard to balance and uh whenever you come it's yeah. like at first whenever you, all this is getting put on your plate you're just like oh man um i feel like i should keep having to make music but it's like it's not really not like that um as long as you like use your time wisely and uh be productive with your time mm-hmm. and start to really find out um you know like time management stuff like that um but yeah that took a while to get dialed into i feel like because um yeah like i said we were pretty new to all this and like being a duo too especially like um but yeah then isaac we were kind of just getting friends to be friends with isaac around that time too so we were like starting this project while also meeting Isaac and he was throwing shows around here. And, um, you know, me and Brian were going to his shows and like supporting Isaac from the beginning. Like he put out like maybe one or two songs at that time. And I was like, man, this is like some next level stuff though. Like, even though you only have like one or two tunes, these are like really killer, man. Like I see a lot of potential in you and I always told him that at the shows. (laughs) So, um, we lived together at that time. Like I said, we were making tons of music, tons and tons. We were never finishing anything, but we were making like, tons of stuff that was like at least playable and it was like at least one good drop and yeah. we were like uh we put out an all original mix around that time we kind of just were throwing together like one drops into like a 30 minute original mix 
I don't think anybody was really doing too much of that around Indy at the time. There is now, yeah. though. Indy is definitely growing into be a um, pretty, pretty talented city here. Yeah, a, lot a lot of people are putting on good yeah, music. Why did you guys decide to create a duo instead of stay two individual solo uh, projects? I thought it was more fun. Okay. Especially like, you know, like in bands and stuff, like everybody's project and mm-hmm. also like other groups of people like that did duos like easy baked um i was a big fan of easy baked um when i first started into this stuff um i was like man the energy together when Very we have two people music. on stage yeah. it's like i don't know um when i dj'd a lot by myself i kind of felt like i was like up there by myself i felt like everybody was looking at me but with brian up there i can be like okay i got somebody here with me with the duo is there like a, a- because I know like with Zed's Dead, um, there's a couple other people that are duos that's like, oh, Barely Live's a good example too. Um, Barely Live is, not a lot of people know this, but is two people. One of the guys is, you know, stays home, has his own career and everything outside of the music industry, but he does a lot of the producing where I think his name is Will, the face of it, um, actually goes out and does all the touring and stuff. Um, do you guys have separate roles like that where like one person focuses on more on the producing and one focuses more on like like the like whatever else comes with it, the A&R, you know, the mixing, stuff like that? Is one person more the face um, for you guys? I would say that um, in the beginning um, for DJing, Brian was having to pick up a little bit more because he wasn't really DJing. He was just making music at the time. So like, you For know, sure. DJing is pretty easy to pick up and he's, um, I mean, now, mm-hmm. now we could just roll like DJing is nothing to us. Like the only thing we're really kind of worried about is like just making, yeah. but getting better at production. Um, but yeah, definitely in the beginning, it was kind of like a, you know, like trying to figure out each other's chemistry and stuff and kind of how each other works. And, uh, kind of, he, he saw how I mixed a lot. Like the first couple of shows we played, we just, I threw him right into it because I already knew a lot of people in the scene. So I just started getting us booked right off the bat and like, uh, anywhere I could, like, uh, mm-hmm. we were playing for free everywhere around Indianapolis. Um, so yeah, Brian, I would say, uh, for production, he's a huge key because he starts out the songs. He's um he is really good at getting this uh, song started like a really good idea and the structure of a, like we call it like the skeleton like right. pretty much just like the bass layer like the drums and a good couple solid bass lines um he's really good at just writing ideas and just coming up with stuff off his head just blown it's that, <laughs> it's that hair man <laughs> the flow yeah. comes with the flow yeah, yeah so um <laughs> Yeah, I would say that, like, um, after Brian, you know, uh, he'll, like, make a bunch of MIDI notes, and then I'll come back and, like, um, convert it all into audio and just kind of, like, mess with the flows and, like, uh, maybe make the drums more spicy or something. I always put a little bit of touch on mm-hmm. it, for sure. We, yeah. Every every song we release, we both have, have had hands-on. And then, um, yeah, and then Brian, he's rolling with the DJing now. Like, the last show we just played this past weekend, it was a 360 uh, Boiler Room vibe. And we were both just on the decks, just oh, ripping it. So it, was, it felt good. It just felt ripping. Yeah, it felt good. Nice. Yeah, I've actually, I've actually never been to like a You're boiler fun. room set. Surprisingly, I like, I don't even know where. Yeah, I've, I've seen videos and I seem, they seem amazing. Yeah, but, um, um, and then I think, uh, who was it? I think it was Peekaboo just played like in the round on like a big arena, which is kind of a boiler room, but no, like stadium awesome. size. Yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> Level vibes yeah. for sure. That was yeah. that was insane what he did with that. But he's putting on the underground. The peekaboo though. For yeah, he just uh, he played one of our homie uh, Art Zen. Shout out Noah. He's from Columbus. Uh, he just put him in his his new mix, and I was really shocked about that. 
Awesome. Yeah, man, it was awesome. Was I was like, man, he's just put on the underground so hard right now. And nice. it's, it's, it's cool to see. That's super cool. Yeah, he's finally got to that point where like, okay, now I'm popping. People know who I am and let now like feel like you get to a certain point and the bigger guys get to a certain point and they're like all right let's try and help like the right. next generation now you know because like he's I, looking past the followers and stuff because he just started he was in a duo called loveverse yeah. and um he just switched to a single project so he only has like you know a couple hundred followers if that but it's cool that peekaboo is like searching mm-hmm. out to look past that and if the music's good the music's good and you know, we, we love to see that yeah stuff, dude. so I wanted to ask you guys too, because you guys are a duo and you guys, I'm sure they're, they're like best friends at this point now too, because you guys work closely together and you guys are, you know, working on music and um, hang out a bunch, obviously for that reason. Um, but just like any other relationship, not everything's going to go perfectly. How do you get, have you guys gotten into like any arguments and stuff like that since you guys oh, yeah. been of a course. duo it's like a brotherhood, working man. together? It's like my brother, you know, Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's all tough love at the end of the day. And if, if anything, it's like, we're just trying to make each other better. Um, if it is like, I'll, I'll give them a crack yeah. here and just joke around with them. And like, it might be 50% serious, it might be 50% a joke, you know, but like, it might just push them to, to motivate them to like, you know, finish a track or something, whatever it's mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So <laughs> even in jokes that are like, it like has some like harsh truth to it. It's like, there's still like that <laughs> element. Yeah, it's like, hard. yeah, I am joking, but like, come on, bro. <laughs> Sometimes like, uh, yeah, I'll just give him crap and I'll be like, Oh man, you know, it's just all love, man. You know, <laughs> Nothing but, uh, yeah, we, we push each other. And I think that's, that's, it's a good thing to have like that type of, um, like that push to oh, yeah. really like, um, level up honestly, because, um, you know, I could just like, let, mm-hmm. like he could let me slack and uh, I just feel like it's, it's a good element. Two brains are better than one. And uh, we've always thought that with the duo too. And yeah. it, there is, there is tough. Um, there's, there's definitely sides to it that are, um, are, I don't know. I want to say bad. I yeah. wouldn't say they're not. I wouldn't. Say, I want to say they're bad, but it's just like something that you have to. It's, it's different. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most issues stem from the communication. I think. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, we're really both bad at Dude, communication. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I mean. Communication is key for any relationship, working, whether it's work, whether yeah. it's romantic, whether it's like your best friend. Communication is major key. I think that's like, honestly, like that and being honest and truthful is like the recipe to have a good relationship with anyone. So, have you guys ever gotten to the point where, like, or do you think it'll ever get to the point of, um, you know, but I've seen, I don't know if you guys know who like Bonnie and Clyde are, but they went through a time. They're just now getting back and releasing music again, but they went through a time where, you know, they're, they have separate romantic relationship outside of them, but their working relationship as Bonnie and Clyde, um, they almost like stopped. And I've seen a lot of bands or, you know, duos or, um, you know, partnerships break up in the music industry because of arguments, because of the relationship, because they just, they didn't want to treat each other like that anymore. Do you guys ever see yourself getting to that point of like, like needing to separate or anything like that. I like, don't see Yum Yum ever dying. Good. We're both so good. chill that like I've never seen Brian mad, and I don't think he's ever actually seen me mad. Like he's seen me stressed out, and he's seen me in like okay, yeah. cool before. But it's not like I'm ever taking anger out on him or anything. It's never <laughs> like the intentions of like that. It's just like like I said, if we have gotten scrambles, it's just because of um like uh just just messing with each other really. 
And uh, yeah, it's just like a brother mm-hmm. thing. Like I said, it's a brotherhood at the end of the day. And I don't think uh, I ever see Yum Yum That's dying. Uh, maybe going, if we did ever do anything, maybe solo projects. But I mean, we have enough on our plate with the Yum Yum project. I could never see myself adding any, anything else what I have with yeah. working a full-time job and um, also doing the music on the side and trying to, you know, just pick them up every year. Do you think if you, if you ever get to that, like the pro leagues where like there's a lot on the line and certain things or conversations or arguments happen. Do you think at that point things might look a little differently? You might, uh, your answer might we, look we a little separate different. separate the business and the friendship um, pretty well too. Yeah. We're pretty, pretty well separating that because you Good. know, it's like money. We've, we've lost tons of money. This is, we have so much passion in this and not about the money. Um, we, we know every time we go and play a show, we yeah. know that like we could, there's very well that they could lose money and not pay us and go bankrupt. That happened to us a couple of times this year. So um, you just never know what's going to happen. We never yeah. go play a show if it's going to like break the bank, like if it's going to put us on the streets. You know, our bills are always paid first. We that's what our full time job covers, and um, we we reinvest any profits we do make into Yum Yum with uh, artwork and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we we really haven't profited too much. It's all for passion. We're really just trying to uh, you know get our tunes out here on the big systems. That's awesome. We did live together. <laughs> um, it was on my birthday actually. Um, we went and uh, we had. I think we were at the old spaghetti factory. Some guy came knocking on the door. Brian was there and we were at work that same morning. I guess he was like being fishy or whatever. He was trying to borrow. He said he was trying to borrow a lawnmower, but I think this guy was trying to break in. And I just happened to be there. So yeah. he like made it story. So, so I don't know if oh, it was that guy. Um, but pretty much, yeah, we came back and everything was gone. Our computers and like everything was ransacked. All of our TVs, all, every, all the electronics, everything oh. was flipped and everything. Um, so, so after that, you know, we lost all of our music. We didn't have anything backed up. Um, we, anything we had was on SoundCloud. And I think we only had like a couple songs. Like everything was pretty much on the computers at that time. And that was a, that was a, honestly a mm-hmm. big lesson for us too, of like backing up stuff. We're still kind of bad at it, but we have like Get a yeah. portable hard drive. Yeah. A reminder, quick reminder right now if you're watching this. For sure. Yeah, or 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 uh-huh. with uh, the cloud too, uh, or double back them up. Do you put some on the cloud, or put them on the cloud, and then also put them on uh, yeah. an external hard drive that you can take with you did, too. Um, after we got robbed, yeah. you know, we we didn't know what we we're gonna do because like uh, I had to instantly get out of the house and pay a bunch of fees because I was like, I'm not gonna live here any, anymore. Uh, I'm safe, you know. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I moved back into my dad at the time. And uh, we started to GoFundMe. And uh, shout out anybody that that donated the GoFundMe too because that was. No, actually retweeted on Twitter. Oh, uh, like I think we raised like fifteen hundred dollars and um Huge it actually worked from the community. Yeah, it actually rebuilt awesome. rebuilt our computer that we're using still to this day. And um Awesome. Yeah, I was gonna ask uh how much money do you guys think that you guys had in gear like, that got four, stolen? Like four thousand, I think we ended up probably. Yeah, it was all of our TVs and Xboxes. The most and, messed up thing was fuck. they gifted it to their kids. Because Levi tracked his ex, or like his laptop to the house, like two houses down, and they had a happy birthday sign in their front window. And then their oh kid came over the other day, to, like the day after, to get the dog that got out in the backyard. And I asked the kid if they had give, gotten like an Xbox and a TV for their birthday. And the kid said, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, we did. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit, that like, sucks. Uh, we even had people like, that came over and they went and knocked on the door for us. It was like some two bigger guys that were in a motorcycle gang that my mom knew. They were like, hey, 
Yeah. They were like determined. They were like, we will get this stuff back for you. And so I was like, all right, I mean, you guys can do it. I'm not going to do it because I we were a little bit on the sketchy side. Yeah. Um, but um, they went over there and they came right back. They're like, you are not getting your stuff back. Sorry about you. Because they, they went over and saw the conditions of it. And uh, it, was, yeah, it was pretty bad. But uh, it, was, it was a blessing in disguise, honestly, oh because like I said, um, we got out of a kind of a sketchier area. And um, yeah, the GoFundMe, everybody helped me up helped us out honestly that was a huge blessing yeah it was um yeah right now actually retweeted awesome. it and a bunch of people like from all over were just donating like five and ten dollars and it was uh, a lot of homies like uh master he donated three hundred dollars shout out master for sure um mm. yeah um it was really cool to see that because we were like man we didn't know anybody knew who we were like we were probably not at that point because we had invested yeah, everything crazy, already. Yeah. like i took out a loan to get that computer that got stolen so uh, I was still paying on a, a computer oh I didn't gosh. have, and it was just like, you know, it was kind of a, a crappy situation. But um, we ended up getting uh, Brian's computer yeah. that he's using now, and it's been uh, making beats ever since. We've had every tune on it since. So, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask that how long you guys, you know, when you guys finally were able to replenish everything that you guys lost, how long did that take? But obviously, the GoFundMe helped a lot, so it, that's it awesome. Did, honestly, yeah. Um, yeah, it that helped out a lot, and you know there was. Um, uh, I actually Lexus, my my girlfriend's stepdad, um, helped helped me build a PC too as well. Right after that, okay. So that helped out a ton too. He's like, cool. he has a bunch of spare computer parts laying around, so he's just like, hey man, I'll build you this because he kind of felt bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> dude, right on because that that also helps. So now we both have a PC, and um, yeah, I say we we always have a project up working on it, sending back and forth, even nice. if we're not together. Did, did the police ever find the people? Like, did you, were you guys ever like able to like actually confirm it? Like what happened with that? We had a handprint and everything. Yeah. And we had a GPS what? For, for both of our laptops and uh, they said it wasn't enough evidence. And uh, they came and got the evidence like three days later. They weren't even in a hurry. It was like COVID was going on when we called them at first, when uh, we first walked in the door, they were like, I called the cops. They're like, we can't even send a cop there and sit in the car because of COVID. And I was like, well, you guys can't even send a guy because like, I, I thought they were going to come back or something. They had a pile of stuff that they hadn't grabbed it. And I thought they were still going to come back. And I was I was honestly just really scared and in shock. And I was like, I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. So, can't yeah, even get police time. help. That's <laughs> bullshit. What the heck? Yeah. I think my <laughs> Dang, laptop man. ended up like, getting owned by like a gang. And there were like 20 people sitting outside of the house. So I don't think the cop was trying to get shot over a laptop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, right after that, it kind of, that we also, it's, you know, it's always about adjusting to your circumstances, like, and like the situation, yeah. because like at, right after that, Brian, uh, I think you had to what, move back in with your mom. Yeah, I moved home yeah, I, did, I, did, I did move back in with my dad. And so we were like living like 45 minutes from each other after that. And we were so used to making um, all the time, so yeah. we've been adjusted to like kind of a new workflow, and that's kind of like the same workflow that we're in now since we still live, um, you know, apart. But we hang out a lot still in person now. Yeah, I was just kind of like uh, we live a lot closer as of now. We're cooking up like at least once a week. So yeah, once or twice a week as of right nice. now with a full time job. Very nice. Yeah, that's man, that's rough. I, I can't even at least like file a report or something like they do something. Bad, it was a pretty bad area. And like I said, the pandemic yeah. up because it was like the week they shut everything down, I think, right around the uh, okay. It was pretty close. Like everybody was scared to even leave the house. I think, I think, no, at least, at least they're worse. Mm. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Was there a brief, brief period of time where you guys weren't producing because of that? There, there was patches for sure. Yeah, there was a lot of big patches okay. that we'd go on spells, and I, you know, um, I don't. We we've never gone too long. We've always been like making music. Like I said, we always make music um, like at each other. Like even when we're alone. Like yeah. Brian's always yeah. looking up. Brian, sure. Brian makes tons of music. He'll make five tracks a week sometimes. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Brian, 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 Brian does, it comes in waves, you know. Sometimes uh, if you try to force it, that's that's not the best way to go about it. Um, yeah. Just some weeks it just comes naturally, and you can just crank at it, you know, a bunch of ideas. Or um, like the other night, we sat in the studio for like ten hours, and we couldn't even come up with like one good sound at all. So it's just, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's hit or miss. Yeah, I feel like everyone kind of goes through that though. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of go through periods of time where they're like they feel motivated, and then other periods of time where it's just like that like, nothing's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh like stuff like that. You, there's ways to work around it too. Like um, just coming in, like if you like in situations like that, we'll try to just go on tunes that we've already made. Try to just um like work on um polishing them up or whatever mm-hmm. and uh or do mastering stuff or you know just work on mixed down stuff or um sound design sessions yeah. or just try to get you know something rolling try to try to break the ice a little bit because if you go down the rabbit hole too much then i feel like uh you're just um pushing yourself towards a, a bad path how did you guys did you guys feel unmotivated at all after that like after that mm-hmm. happened and you know you got got your place broken into and stuff like did was there ever like a thought of like maybe this is it for us at first first, right off the initial like the first 24 hours i was like oh my god like this is it like this is the end of the yum yum project like i said it took me years to even build up everything i had at that point right and i was still didn't have everything like um but after that gofundme thing and just seeing the support of everybody like wanting us to continue the project i just felt yeah, and after realizing everything stop. that we were getting out of a bad area too, like yeah. gunshots probably once or twice a day. It was oh my yeah, gosh, it was a bad area. There. No, thank you. It was very cheap though. It was, nice That's house, rough. it was like it was some, one of those things, like you know, uh, you know, like six hundred dollars a month, but it was a two bedroom house with a fenced in yard and stuff, and it was pretty yeah. decent. And the, like I said, all I needed was a studio to make music, and um, yeah, and I'm you know I'm still younger. And going through it and trying to figure yeah. everything out with, you know, living situations and stuff. It was just adjusting. Like I said, that's a huge thing within the, being a producer. It's just kind of evolving into, um, yeah. like, uh, like yeah, just stuff's always changing. There's always new plugins, always new stuff to learn that's bigger and better. One of the things that I can relate to with that, too, is not even, you know, talking about plugins and, like, things changing, like, just with that, but, like, even just like with like trying to run social medias and like trying to run, you know, Instagram's constantly changing their algorithms. So it's like always like every year, every six months, everything's like updated, 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 updated. It's like you got to like with an industry being an industry like this, you got to like keep up with it. Same thing with your phone update too. It's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They want to change it around. It's like, oh man, I was just getting used to it and liking it. Now I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Drop the iPhone 14. What is this? This is a whole new platform. (laughs) Yeah. Is this like, (laughs) we're going back in time. Right. (laughs) Gonna go back to the rotary rotary phones and make everything easier. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for telling that story. Do you, you guys have any advice for people who, I don't, I mean, that's kind of a, kind of a different story. I don't think, too many people can relate with that, hopefully. But yeah. if, if someone was, was in your 
were to be in your situation someday, what are some of the things that you took away from that experience that you want to share to potentially someone who might be in that position someday? Um, yeah, just never give up. Cause I mean, there was like, it felt like we hit rock bottom yeah. at a point where it's like, Oh man, like you could have, we, we don't know. Very easily given up. Yeah. There was a, it was kind of like, one of those yeah. things where it's like, man, this is almost not even worth to restart everything and try to get all new equipment until like i said the gofundme came through and that really right. gave us more motivation to be like okay people actually want to see us do this and um there's yeah. people out there that actually you know like the music that we have put out and even though it wasn't that much people still saw the potential in us and i think that really gave us mm-hmm. the drive to um to to get at, back at it and we started really ramping up uh, going to shows and catching inspiration from like um like bass nectar we went to the 360 show in louisville it's crazy and uh yeah i think brian made like four tracks in like two days (laughs) that that weekend (laughs) and every in the hotel and like he was making music in the uber (laughs) (laughs) you could not pull him off the computer but like and like every 10 minutes he'd be like dude check this out man I, i added this and you know and I'll just be like, oh, you should switch this around here. And it's just, you know, we're just feeding off each other. So it's cool. Man, talking about, you just said GarageBand on the phone. Ableton just yeah, finally released an app. Yeah. It's crazy. What do you guys think? Have you guys downloaded it? it. Is it free? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. I have no idea. I don't know. It. And it's it's pretty cool, actually. It's like it's like one of those things if yeah. you're just like on a train or on a plane or something. And you just yeah. want to make a beat or something. I don't know. It is pretty cool, though. It's, it's pretty neat. Are you able to use like plugins and like Serum no, and stuff like no, that too? Very like, basic layout, almost like GarageBand. Uh, okay. Put an Ableton sticker on it. Got it's it. kind of what it reminds me of. There is a little bit of sound and stuff in yeah. there, like little simple. Like I guess that's one thing that I was kind of telling my girlfriend. I was like, um, this is kind of a cool tool. You can just play around and see how sound design works and like open filters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, this kind of puts the same knowledge when you hop in the doll. <clears throat> I have been able to yeah, a couple yeah. times, yeah. Just made sounds on the phone on a synth. <laughs> I think yeah. you can hook it up to your computer though. So like maybe if you make a sound on your phone, you can throw it into the, uh, your computer. I don't know, but I, I was gonna say, can you import? Can you like record like like do like a voice recording and then import no, I don't that? Think to... so yeah, I'm sure they'll come with updates no. on it though. I was looking. Yeah, that. I don't think you can. Yet. I don't think you can even add in samples yet. It's it's not that interesting. Um, I think they'll update it and make it better to where you can do stuff like that. Cause I think people yeah. are already thinking like you, like, that was my first thought. And that was obviously your first thought. So that's probably what they're yeah. <laughs> sure. Cause that was the first thing I looked at. Like, can you load in samples and actually like make a full tune in here? Cause I might just start producing on my phone. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to clip this and email to Ableton. <laughs> where we, we want to see it. Come on guys. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to start wrapping up cause we're, we're getting to the time now, but, um, I do want to get into, you know, some of the upcoming stuff that you guys have planned for the end of this year and into next. Um, I know you, you, this year you played both interstellar and sound Haven. Did you guys play any other major festivals this year? Or those, those, the two that you guys mainly did? In North Carolina. We played a lot. Played like we played the Beyond the Void. It was like um, here in Indi- Indiana, and they had two really, really good rigs. Um, shout out Martian Gang that throws that, too, because it was, it was really cool. They're really trying to push like a, the underground bass scene here, and uh, they, they brought out the Element 5 rig and let us play on that, so that was a really yes. cool experience. Um, oh, nice. One of my favorite rigs now, the Element 5 rig. I don't know if you've yeah. guys hear that yet or not. I, I haven't heard it, but I've seen them advertised yeah, for it, and it looks up. sick. So Yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane, man. It's, it's one of the most crisp 
loudest speaker rig I've ever heard. That's and, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Have you guys played on PKs? Yes, we have. Yeah, we played on PKs. So even comparative to PKs, I've heard PKs are just, I mean, even listening to them when you're in, uh, in the audience, but even compared to PKs, oh, it's yeah, still better. 100%. 100%. That's yeah. good to hear. These are the craziest yeah. speakers I've ever heard in my life, oh, yeah. man. I'm telling you. Um, it's hard for me to say <laughs> that too, because like, that's like a, that's a bold statement coming from me because usually I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I can always pick something out, but there was like every frequency was really dialed in on those. And um, yeah, it's one of That's the best awesome. sounding rigs. If you ever have the chance to uh, to hear it, you should for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure eventually I will. Um, from that, those two festivals, do you guys have any more lined up for the rest of the year? Or the rest of the year anything looking, looking we're at show, Trying to throw shows with a friend around here and like um, really curious lineups okay. we just threw like i said that 360 boiler room we helped curate that lineup with uh chef where beats and we got c come in we had uh mad salvi come in and do a nice. mc our set that's rare these days too that's hella yeah cool. we've been doing that a lot so like he'll have us come dj his sets when he gets booked and uh we'll bring him on to our sets okay. too and we'll throw in a couple of his songs and he it's a, it gives him a chance to have another gig too and he's a he's one of our good friends so i, I like to do it for him i like to put on the homies like um, any any time a friend is at the show and wants to go back to back for the last fifteen minutes, I always am open to you know having them come up and throw down with us. So we've always been real big about putting our friends on any way we can. If we get any chance, we can. We we really like to put our friends on. Um, but yeah, awesome. like I said, we're gonna try to start working that in for the next year. Um, try to start working that into the contract and add more of a live element to our sets. And, oh, um, perfect! Yeah, yeah. That goes because we we like. I've always came up on rap, like I said earlier, and I've always liked the rap element. Like he gets the crowd involved. He'll stand on top of the speakers and you know tell everybody <laughs> to jump or bounce or whatever. So, uh, shout out, Matt, <laughs> like, you take care of that. You take care of the crowd work. I'll I'll stay behind the decks and do this. <laughs> yeah, because we don't like talking on the mic really, anyways. So it kind of works out when he's he's at because yeah, yeah. he can kind of do all that. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it works out. I know there's been some. Um, Booking okay. offers have been coming in for um, the end of the year and early next year, but I don't think anything's officially locked in. And we're just kind of working on, Perfect, um, yeah. kind of working on just throwing our own shows and um, around here and then wherever we get booked or whatever. But we do have, let's see, a tune coming out on Visionary Labs in December. I think we just got that locked in, and um, yeah, they're awesome. a really dope label that hit us up and want to release a tune. I, I've been wanting to release on them for a while. We just have never had a song that I feel like fit fit for them but and then we'll see we've been doing a lot of self-releases this year and just trying to build up our page that's what i've heard i've heard that like i mean obviously like with with a label and stuff and you know signing songs to um labels it's it does help with like the the traction of the song and it helps with like getting you new listeners and stuff like that but i've also heard on the flip side that like if you self-release a lot of your music, it's a actually a better way to grow more of like a like a fan like a core fan base. Yeah, yeah. It so that's smart that you guys are doing that because yeah. you see a lot of the same people commenting and stuff too. So it's uh, it's yeah. It, yeah, it's cool. I like um really I don't know a lot of our label releases have done pretty well though. So it's really you know it's one of those things. Yeah. It's just trying to anybody we want to work with all the homies like if we feel like anybody's trying to do good we'll want to work with them and we're just you know trying to push the culture here in indianapolis and the, uh, the more deep dubstep scene and um, yeah, yeah really awesome. bring that up because i feel like um just like i don't know um i feel like it was lacking that like there was not a lot of people there was a lot of people listening to it but there wasn't a lot of shows that people were putting on the people yeah. i was listening to other than like isaac you know of course or like you know people that were really close that were listening to 
That's smart that you guys are starting to throw events then to someone's doing yeah, it now. Yeah, we're trying to step in, man. It's, it's so fun uh, creating like an experience and memories for people too. And like after the shows, people tell you how, yeah. how good of a time they had. And it's like, man, I might have lost a little bit of money, but hey, everybody had a great time. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, got to bring in a big, uh, big rig and um, everybody got to share their music. And it's all about like pushing the art. So, yeah. 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 Even it costs a little bit of money. I mean, in the early days, it's going to cost us some money to be able to do certain things. But I mean, shit, even at the big levels, look at Excision. He's spending probably millions of dollars on all the festivals that he's throwing and all the you know shows and stuff that he's throwing. So it's like you never really stop spending money. It's just how much can you get? Get how much can you your ROI get? How much can you get return on your investment? <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah man it was good talking to you yeah dude thanks for thanks for sharing your your project and kind of you guys you guys just come up as we wrap up where can listeners find you where can they support yeah, you we're on apple music spotify soundcloud <laughs> i just yum yum dot yum so la- last question uh we normally i normally ask this question to individuals but for the sake of this one since there's two of you i'm gonna ask kind of individually um what is one piece of advice that you would tell yourself when you first started making music i would say that um just to not look, um, I don't know, look past the drama, especially if you're talking about that's, like with the music, music yep. industry, like there's, there's a lot of like, um, drama and stuff that goes off inside and it's, it's really hard to kind of, um, like there's been stuff that I've been, I feel like I've been caught up in and I'm just like, uh, just, I don't know, look past that type stuff with people. And that would, that would be my advice. My advice I think would be you t- definitely gonna make poopy music sometimes don't let it <laughs> beat you up i gotta say after talking with these guys i am yet again reminded of how incredible our edm community is i think it's amazing they were able to recover what they had lost with just the donations they got in their gofundme i want to give a big thank you to the yum yum boys for coming on the podcast today and sharing this crazy story that happened to them please make sure to follow or subscribe to stay up to date on all of our episodes and if you enjoyed this one throw up a post on social media tag both yum yum and underground society let them know how much you liked it Link to both of our social media accounts are in the description. Have a wonderful week, guys.